0: Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Melinda and I are having a chat today and uh, doing a bit of a q and
0: I'm surprised you did not lead in with the weather update. That's I... very unusual for you. Welcome back everyone. I will. I had an
1: inquiry, I actually chatted to someone in inquiry about a service the other day Um, loves a podcast a shout out to Jess hello and thank you for your your kind comments um and your the way you like the weather forecast as well and and the uh, what's happening in the weather so I can't go without telling you it's about it's a winter's day here in Brisbane uh, about 25 degrees so
0: I think that that um positive comment about the weather and that affirmation is really um yeah it, it Sorry, everybody, it does mean you'll probably get the weather into the future. But look, it's not so bad when we can report that the, um, the weather is beautiful and who wouldn't want to live up here and take advantage of the Great Southeast and the opportunity that we have available in front of us.
1: Yeah, so we're, uh, we are not in lockdown. Um, unlike other states, we've said this many weeks. Um, those that are uh, New South Wales, I think a lot of restrictions have been lifted elsewhere. But um, our thoughts with you guys, hopefully um, things lift soon and you get back to normal. Um, I've had my second COVID jab yesterday, so.
0: And I'm still on the waiting list, um, can't get in because uh, not enough Pfizer around, so hoping to be able to get that as soon as it's available, but not jumping the queue, yep. waiting for my turn as well.
1: Yeah, it, w- it will happen. Um, so anyway, so look, we we are doing a bit of a Q&A, we've got some questions that have come in, so it's always nice to hear people um, that are listening, obviously, um, and writing questions in. So let's fire away and start with um, the first lot.
0: So the first one is from Craig who lives in Sydney um, and actually it's just off the back of what you were talking about. Craig has said, what impact will the current lockdowns in other parts of Australia have on Brisbane and its property market? Now, this question did come in when Sydney, Melbourne and Adelaide were all in lockdown. Obviously, since then the restrictions have lifted in Melbourne and also in Adelaide. But um, unfortunately, as we all know, Sydney's restrictions have been extended. So. You know, what do we see um, in terms of the impact there, Scott?
1: Well, I I guess from a simple one from from my side of it, not being the data person like you are, but the the simple side of it um, is just being to be able to access the properties. Um, People wanting to come and and come up here and actually have a look at a property that looking at buying, whether it's a home to relocate to or to buy, um, to move up to then, or it's an investment property. Some people do want that access to be able to come and have a look at it. Um, again, that's the service that we try and help people with is to take that away from them, be able to do that work for them on the ground up here. Um, I guess that's going to be a pretty big impact for people looking at that in that they actually can't get up here at the moment.
0: Not unless they want to quarantine for two weeks. And that makes that um, type of trip just, you know, impossible almost for those that are wanting to just duck up for a weekend.
1: Yeah. And with the, in the current market conditions as well, um, properties are coming and, coming and going uh, and selling really fast. So to have that time frame, that's really really hard for people to do um, to make a big decision on on the back of that for s- such a short turnaround. But you know, if they look, if they come up here and see a property, um, by the time they're out of quarantine, uh, it's pretty much gone, uh, mm. well and truly gone. So
0: needing th- some eyes and ears on on the ground. But I will also say, just this week, actually, we had a client who was impacted by the lockdown. So you know, people are struggling. And that's something that we all need to acknowledge. And some people's financial situation um, is significantly impacted by these types of lockdowns, especially at the moment where it is such a long period in Sydney. Now, um, all I can say is, if you are looking to buy, it's so important right now that you can understand that you still have the borrowing capacity. Because if these current lockdowns have impacted your income, you might find that that also impacts on your ability to borrow money. And we had that situation with a client who has been impacted by the extended lockdowns in Sydney at the moment. And their financial um, situation is that they can no longer borrow at the moment because they're now considered high risk. So that's extremely unfortunate for people who are impacted in that way. And that's something to keep in mind if you are looking to invest or to purchase um, a home that you're looking to relocate to your financial situation does need to be considered So if you're being impacted by the current lockdowns you need to be speaking to your bank or your mortgage broker to get an understanding of whether that impacts your borrowing capacity.
1: So yeah I think I mean that's probably the biggest thing with the impact side of it I think for the property um, one being able to see it um, and, and actually inspect the property have a look at it and understand what it is and, and two is I guess the finance making sure you have got finance and as, as you've said, Make sure however you're impacted now is fine. We had a good chat to that client and, you know, we understand how in the position they're in. Um, so, you know, we just try and work with them um, to try and help them out through that situation.
0: Yeah, and I think the only other thing that I will say, and this is just anecdotally speaking, um, there's a lot of people with a little bit more time on their hands in Sydney. So, you know, our inquiry has actually peaked off the back of the announcement last week of um, the Olympic Games that are coming here in 2032. And a lot of that inquiry has come out of Sydney. So people are finding that they've got more time, they're thinking about their future, perhaps. um, And they're thinking about what that next move might be to create a future lifestyle for themselves. So whether that is um, thinking a bit more long term about creating future wealth through investment, or thinking a little bit more about, you know, a change in lifestyle, a shift out of Sydney. Um, Anecdotally speaking, as I said, we are seeing Uh, More of that in the last week uh, in our own inquiry once again. So that's interesting in itself. People are taking the time to inquire about, you know, what a shift to Brisbane or or an investment in Brisbane might look like for them in the future.
1: Yeah. So touching on that, you you mentioned the Olympics there. And we did do an episode um, uh, from the announcement of the Olympics uh, in 2032. Our next question came from Tanya, also in Brisbane. Um, so which suburbs will benefit most from the Olympic Games announcement? And it's quite <laughs> interesting. I saw a um, – uh, I think it was on the news, on national media. Someone was well-known, was on there talking about areas to benefit and how it would benefit. And, and, and they mentioned gabba because the Gabba um, is over that way, which would be the main – at this stage, be the main stadium. Um, it's interesting when you look at that, if you, if you know certain areas and if you're on the ground here, what areas – I mean, the Gabba itself, for example, is there's a lot of flood in that area. Uh, there's a lot of units and high, high-rise developments in those areas. Um, and, and if you actually go in that area, I've been able to watch the Lions a few times play, take our youngest boy over there, um, there's no parking. So there's a lot of parking restrictions when you get in close to those stadium areas. So that, that's something to be careful of when you talk about which suburbs are going to benefit. You need to understand what it is, what areas are around that and what could benefit from it, I guess.
0: And I think the most important thing to understand is that the announcement of the Olympic Games is not going to cause property values to rise here in Brisbane. That is absolutely not the case. What is potentially going to impact on property values is the economic boost that the local Um, economy will get off the back of the investment into Brisbane. Um, The improvement in infrastructure and the ability to um, move people from where they live to where they work. So um, that can also potentially impact on the property market here in Brisbane. And also um, jobs. If there's an improvement in the opportunities available for people, then we might see um, more people moving to the area. And of course. If that happens, it increases the demand for property. So you still have to focus on the fundamentals. And that's what we always talk about. It's the balance between the supply of properties in a given location and the demand for those properties in a given location that will impact on property values. So when supply exceeds demand, you'll have price falls. When supply and demand are equal, property values will stagnate, but when demand exceeds its supply, that's when you'll see price growth. So when you're looking at a suburb level to determine which suburbs might benefit most, it's understanding which suburbs are going to see an increase in demand into the future because of some of the benefits associated with those Olympic Games. But at the same time, those suburbs need to also have controlled amounts of supply, because it's the balance between both that makes the biggest difference. So I'm not going to give away all our secrets and and tell um, Tanya which suburbs we think are going to benefit most. But what I will say is that you do need to be mindful of what you might read from um, some of the journalists articles that are published because proximity to major stadiums um is not going to be the reason that property values increase um, it has to come back to those fundamentals that we always talk about on this podcast yeah
1: look whether i'm right or wrong um i'll say what i think but look i think ben brisbane will benefit a lot from the olympics um, it's a changing city um, it has rapidly changed over the last five ten years you know you look back at the big events that we've talked about um Commonwealth Games, Expo 88, those sort of things, how Brisbane has changed since then, whether those were the events that caused that sort of change or things that happened. You know, South Bank was created on the south side of the Brisbane River there um, post Expo 88. Um, So it's created, that was more of a lifestyle sort of setup and restaurants and things like that. So it does change Brisbane and it will change. Um, Will it change the property? Yeah, I think I actually think it will. I think it'll have a, a really positive impact on it. Um, and I think it's a it's a really good opportunity for it. The other thing we do talk about when we're talking about suburbs, again, Tanya, sorry, we're not giving all the secrets away, but you know, you look at the infrastructure and the transport side of it, there's a lot of things that were actually already planned. Mm. And there's a lot of things that have been planned and have already started. Those those big projects will probably just get fast-tracked. So there'll be more funding put into it faster. They'll make sure it's done faster. And you know that, that it'll be all set up. So you just need to know the areas Um, where as you say getting to your home from home to work and things like that they're really really important and you just need to know Brisbane um, really 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 well.
0: And there's things that you can go to to educate yourself about what might be planned what might be coming infrastructure plans for southeast Queensland Um, the state government put out a lot of proposed plans the local governments put out what their proposed plans are it's understanding all of those things which is what we do the research that we always keep up with, um, even looking at Infrastructure Australia to determine what road congestion might look like in the future, even after some of these major infrastructure projects to improve transport are in place. And it's that sort of knowledge that you need to get an understanding of, because when you're purchasing a home or an investment, um, you've got to consider what that might look like in 11 years' time when the Olympics comes, but also potentially 20 or 30 years down the track. Brisbane is a rapidly evolving city and it's really important to understand what it will look like in the future, not just what it will look like today. So um, understanding what impacts the Olympic Games might have um, on particular locations um, is more about understanding which areas might benefit from the associated infrastructure boom um, as well as the economic Uh, boost that the whole region will get
1: so our next question i'll let you go through that one it's quite a long one um, from julie in brisbane
0: so yes um another brisbane listener and um a bit of a shout out first she says hi love your podcast and i find the information valuable thank you thanks julie it's um good to get that feedback Um, now my question is i've been looking to buy a family home for the last four to five months in the inner northwestern suburbs of brisbane my budget is up to $1.8 million. I'm finding it hard to understand what I have to pay because every month the market seems to move about $50,000 in these suburbs. How can we understand what we need to pay in these market conditions? Great question.
1: Um, look, Julie, we, we, we're out and about every day. Um, weekends are really, really busy for us. Um, we go to multiple open homes, auctions, Um, Even if we're not actually uh, looking for a client there, we're we're doing it to understand what's happening and how many people are out there and what people are prepared to pay. Um, So we look at, you know, people do CMAs on on properties and a lot of that is historical data. So we just need to be on the ground, understanding what's happening and what areas are moving and the amount of people that are out and about.
0: And when um, we use that acronym, CMA, that's a comparative market analysis for those that are not in the industry and don't understand what that that is. But Julie, what I will say also is that um, CoreLogic data says uh, the top end of the Brisbane market in the last three months, this is up to um, the end of June, the top end grew 6.4% and the bottom end of the market grew 3.8%. So you've also got to understand which markets, which suburbs are moving faster than others. And Scott really um, has provided you the best advice there Be out on the ground. If you are looking in these pockets, attend the auctions in the target locations yourself so that you can see and understand what people are willing to pay for properties in the current market. That's not looking at what something sold for four to six weeks ago because that's no longer current, especially when the market is moving at such a rapid pace. Anything that you may have looked at in the past that is something that you liked and you can see what it sold for, you must then apply um, the market growth that has occurred since then to that price because the market in the housing sector in Brisbane has not lost momentum to date. So, that is in contrast to the national news headlines, which suggest that property markets are starting to cool and lose momentum. That is not the case in Brisbane, the data does not support that. Um, and that's the most recent data up to the end of June. There is no slowdown in price growth in the Brisbane housing sector. If you're looking at a unit, that's different. There has been a slowdown in price growth but not in the housing sector. And we're seeing that in the demand on the ground. and you know whilst the number of people at some properties on weekends may not be as much as many as, as we've seen in previous months, the number of offers that are being submitted on properties or the number of registered bidders, at auctions is still very high. So the number of buyers per property is still very high. And that's why we're still seeing this strong price growth in some of these inner city locations.
1: Yeah, I went to one last weekend. Uh, It was the first open on the Saturday. Um, There was about 60 odd groups through Hmm. Um, on the Monday. And luckily the agent did wait to Monday before Mm. closing all offers Monday lunchtime. um, When I spoke to him, he had 15 offers already on that property. So Look, Julie. It's I guess the biggest thing to advise here, and this is not a sales pitch in any way. But if you don't have the time to be out and about and seeing all the properties and all of the options, talking to agents, getting to understand where that market is, maybe you need to consider whether you need some help in that side of it, um, some professional help with it. I know people sort of say, oh, it's, it's more fees and everything else, but the cost of missing out. You know, if you're looking at properties uh, and telling us that. You're seeing properties move around fifty thousand per month. The cost of missing out is outweighs that completely. So, you know, sometimes it's better to be smart. Don't overpay a massive, massive amount. But if you can actually get into that market in the long run, if you look at the long picture, um, it's probably a better thing to do to get involved in that market um, sooner rather than later. If you if you're looking at it.
0: And as Scott said, it's not a sales pitch, but a lot of people do object to the cost of having um, to pay for a buyer's agent um, to get into the market. However, the reality is there's a huge opportunity cost of um, not getting into the market when the market is growing so rapidly. So, you know, whilst we might not, might not be able to negotiate the cost of our fees because property markets You know, are strong and there's multiple buyers on every property. What we can do is get into the market sooner, which ultimately saves you the cost of that market appreciation that happens during that search period. So, definitely something to keep in mind. Um, But we do feel your pain, Julie. We know it's tough out there to understand. Um, how to value a property, but it really is about being out as much as possible and understanding exactly what other properties are selling for. Um, Another tip, just register to receive the auction results. Um, You can get an email every Saturday at the end of the day um, through domain that will help you to understand every auction that's been conducted in Brisbane. Look, some of them, the prices are withheld. So that's why it's important to be out because you need that current information. Uh, but for others, you will get the auction results every Saturday and that will help you understand what properties are selling for in the current market. And that's probably the biggest tip that I can give, understanding what they're selling for today, not four weeks ago.
1: And I can't help but say it. And if you if you, if you really want to know how to understand it, book a discovery call with Streamline Property <laughs> Buyers. <laughs> um, look, I'll jump to the next question. Um, it's from a Scott.
0: It is a Scott. And another another Brisbane um, listener. I've got a lot of Brisbane questions here.
1: Yeah, obviously looking at property at the moment, Scott is, and um, he's wanting to know if we expect more properties to come for sale uh, to the market as we approach spring in Brisbane. Traditionally, spring has always been probably traditionally. We're in a different world these days, I think with COVID and all the other, everything else that's happening. But spring has always been that sort of time in real estate which has been very very hectic and very busy um do we see more properties coming in that spring market
0: look i i do expect that we will it's it's a general trend that we see however we also see more buyers mm. um now look there's been no slowdown in the number of buyers through winter which traditionally also happens so i think covid and you know what we've seen in the last uh, 18 months has really changed the buyer Behaviors and the buyer patterns that we would say are typical in the real estate industry. Um, I know normally, you know, it does slow down a little bit through winter, and that's definitely not been the case. Buyers are still extremely active, um, and listing volumes, new listings um, have been okay in Brisbane throughout the winter period. It's the total listings that have been significantly reduced. So everything that you know is there's no longer properties that are sitting on the market for a long period of time so sales volumes are up new listings are up but total listings are down so that simply means that everything that is being listed is being purchased very quickly by those buyers that are very active in the market so do we expect to see more properties become available Look, we hope so because there's enough buyers to absorb, um, you know, probably a five or tenfold increase in the number of properties that are available for sale right now. Um, But we also potentially expect to see more uh, buyers come into the market if that's even possible because that's also typical of, um, you know, a seasonal trend. So, Scott, I hope that helps. But, um, you know, what are the real estate agents saying as as well, Scott? Yeah,
1: there's a lot of them working on properties. There, There have been you know, at the end of the financial year, a lot of agents were saying that they're working on a lot of listings. Um, there are still agents that are saying that, you know, they are getting listings. So, and there's a lot of people that are showing interest out, out on the ground. So look, I'm, I'm a little bit positive on that as well. I think, Scott, I think there will be, I actually think there will be more properties coming to the market. I think people will see that light on, you know, once hopefully lockdown opens up around uh, around the country, uh, hopefully the vaccinations as they start to roll out more, I think there'll be a little bit more positive vibe out there for people. And I actually think that will happen. So look, my crystal ball is telling me yes, but mm-hmm. um, let's wait and see on that one. I, I won't be uh, won't be held to ransom on it, but look, I, I'm pretty positive on it from the word from the agents and what we're sort of hearing and seeing um, and that time of year. I think um, things will start to open up a little bit and I think there will be some more. But as you said, Melinda, there are still a lot of buyers out there.
0: And don't just wait for more properties to become available because the right time to buy a property is when you can afford to do so. And we don't see this market slowing down yet. So if you're waiting for another three months for more properties to become available, then you will have to expect that you will pay more for the property than what you'd have to pay today. So, you know, there's definitely an opportunity cost of delay right now. Um, So if you are in a position that you are looking to buy, Um, and you are financially ready to buy, don't delay that decision waiting for more stock to become available because you might be bitterly disappointed when you're then priced out of the suburb that you really wanted to buy.
1: Yeah, I think your next question, next uh, Q&A will be similar to Julie's, um, that you're seeing property markets, the price is moving. So as you say, the longer you wait, as you say, if you can afford it now, and now is the time to buy, then look, I wouldn't be delaying and delaying just to wait for properties to come to the market as well.
0: No. So final question for today, Um, a Melbourne uh, listener, Stephen, thanks for listening to the podcast, Stephen. Um, This is Stephen's question. I'm an interstate investor and I recently bought an investment property in Brisbane. Sorry, it wasn't through your services. Well, obviously, um, (laughs) I don't know what to say about that. That's okay. Okay. Um, there's plenty of opportunities out there for others, but rest of the question. Now the property manager has contacted me with a long list of work that the property needs completed. I don't know how much of this I have to do as a landlord. What is the minimum standard required for an investment property in Queensland? Good question.
1: Um, look, Steve. When we, um, I know when we go and have a look at properties um, and we inspect them for our clients, I, I'll have a, we'll have a really close look at. Um, not only just any, depending on the client's brief um, and what the client's after, but we'll we'll look at things like refurbishment, renovations, all the way through to developments. Um, We can help everyone with, but I also look at things like maintenance and it's not just maintenance now, but it's also preventative maintenance. So the last thing you want to do for an investment property is put your hand in your pocket all the time um, and paying out for maintenance and improvements and changes and everything else. Um, So it's something to look for one look for it up front, and see if you can actually look to pay a little bit of money now up front is a lot better than actually getting it. Getting a tenant in there, get moving along. The tenant's complaints are coming to the property manager. The property manager's getting frustrated. Your tenants getting frustrated. You've got to send trades in there. That'll disturb the tenant again. The tenant gets upset. It, it just causes all those headaches. So that look, the best thing, unfortunately, <clears throat> in the position you're in now, um, I would look to. Um, to get it up to a standard where everyone's happy. Your property manager should be able to work really well with you and close with you on that to get the appropriate trades in there. But, you know, you the, do it earlier rather than later is something I would look at um, so that your tenant stays happy um, and you can keep that relationship with the tenant and the uh, property manager.
0: And I think there's also, you know, there's not enough in this question for us to provide an accurate answer, to be honest, because I don't know whether these issues that... Um, you've raised have been issues that have been brought from the tenant themselves or whether they're issues that the property manager has identified. Because of course, there will be minimum standards required for the property um, to comply with legislation in terms of rentability. Your property manager will be able to guide you in terms of what those are, but there's definitely compliance um, things that you need to be aware of. But if these are little nuances that the tenant has brought up, Um, after they've moved in, well, they can be um, things that will frustrate that tenant um, if they're not repaired. And some tenants um, are more accepting of some of those, you know, small issues than others. However, as Scott pointed out, um, it's always a good idea to ensure that you or repair and rectify as many of these nuances as possible upfront to avoid having a tenant who is unhappy. That's the last thing that you want. So I think that that's really important. Go back to the property manager that you're working with, ask them whether they've come from the tenant or whether they're actually compliance issues. Of course, compliance issues must be dealt with immediately. It's from the tenant. It's at your discretion, but you need to have a happy tenant, or you're going to be um, having a difficult way forward as a, a landlord.
1: Yeah, as you said earlier, without knowing the, the um, finer details of this one, I guess in a nutshell, it needs to be safe, it needs to be secure, and yep. it needs to be serving its purpose.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: it, it's it's a home, even though they don't. The tenant doesn't own the property. It, it's like a home for them. So you need to, a home for them. it is a home, um, but you've got to make them feel like it's a home. They'll be happy. They'll keep complying. They'll probably even take care of the property more. Um, if you keep them happy, um, they'll mow the lawns more, and they'll keep things tidy and everything else. So look, a happy tenant, happy property manager, happy landlord. Um, but yeah, it's it's a hard one to answer. But um, look, I would look at that maybe if there's some work there to be done, and the property manager gives you a, a list of what they think should be done maybe ask for a couple of quotes, not just the one quote they give you. See if they can actually supply a couple of quotes for it so you can compare what um, what different trades say as well.
0: And that's a wrap. That's the last question Excellent. for today.
1: Well, ho- hopefully that's been um, good. Thank you very much for all the uh, the questions. Uh, I'll keep you updated with the weather each week, no doubt, <laughs> as we go through the podcast. Um, look, we'll, uh, we've got some exciting episodes uh, coming up in the next few weeks as well. So, yeah. Um, I won't tell you too much about all those. Um, It'll just keep everyone in suspense to wait to listen to the next few episodes. But I hope that's been helpful. Um, Hopefully everyone around the place gets out of lockdown, things get back to normal. Um, It's been great talking again this week. I'll let Melinda wrap it up as usual and we'll talk again next week. Thanks very much. Bye for now.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining us once again, everybody. Um, It's been great to answer these questions and we're very happy for you to keep sending the questions through. I do apologise to those whose questions we haven't answered, but we obviously can't get through everyone. We tend to just pick those that are most relevant to the majority. Um, rather than giving the specific information that I know some of the questions are very specific. So apologies if we don't get to your questions, but always happy to consider your questions. So keep them coming through, send them to info at streamlinedproperty.com.au. Thanks very much for joining us again. As always, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Go over to iTunes, five stars if you like it. and any comments about, you know, what you like most. Um, Enjoy the rest of your week. As Scott said, stay safe. If you are in lockdown, I hope that you're able to, you know, get out as soon as possible. And we do look forward to speaking with you again next week. Thanks so much. Bye for now.